That's, <laughs> that's awesome. But like I said, we have not been talking about stuff for the past like hour. You know, like, <laughs> two and a half hours. <laughs> really? Yeah, right. Almost. We're just, we're just talking <laughs> All, right. All right. So it's the clean cut. It's the clean cut. All right. Feet after midnight. I'm Steve, and I'm Mike, and I have my friend. How long is your friend too? I suppose you can be friends with them too. We're I'm all allowing friends. it. We're all, we're all friends here. <laughs> Kevin Miner, artist, How you doing? author, sweet, sweet boy, <laughs> dear, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin has been extremely busy this year. He's put out a ton of work, and he has not stopped working, even though he has a kid, which is surprising to me because I have a kid. And I have trouble remembering to shave and use deodorant, <laughs> of which I get reminded of often. Um, but no, Kevin, you've been doing like so much. We were at Comic Con with Kevin, and like he gave me commissions to do work, and he does not normally draw that much, and he got commission after commission after commission. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Um, well, for years, like I'd done mainly digital art, and uh, it was a. Uh, it really wasn't my focus to be like an illustrator or anything like that. And then I had a project come up where I thought it was actually good for, I do kind of a cartoony style and I thought it was, uh, it was, it was the right format for me to do it yeah. when I did a mega awesome notebook because, uh, everything was, um, I'm sorry, what's that again? Mega awesome. <laughs> notebook. My, 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 uh, my graphic novel, <laughs> And look at the microphone when you talk. I'm Kevin. sorry. You did this That's last like, time we were together. You kept looking off to the side and you say something so funny. And then so it was, good. I went to do. I went to edit it, and I'm like, it's hard. I want to look. I want to oh. look at you. <laughs> but uh, when, when I when I did Mega Awesome Notebook, uh, it was an opportunity for me to use kind of my cartoony style, keep mm -hmm. it loose, keep it fun. Yeah. Because the whole concept is it's a it's a kid drawing in his book, and the drawings come to life. So. That started kind of getting me to transition more into doing this, and uh, drawings at cons is something I hadn't normally done. I'd been like selling my selling other books I'd done, and uh, and things like that. And so th it's been a a fun, cool transition that I didn't really plan on happening. But I'm just I'm not gonna fight it. And mm -hmm. <laughs> hold on one second, I gotta nerf this. <laughs> it's gonna be in the back. Huh? And I always the time. Maybe we're like. It's like Mr. Rogers and the, the train to make believe. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So what we're, sorry, uh, sorry, guys. We're recording in my garage, which is a little <laughs> bit different for us. We're usually in studio, and that was where the wind chimes attached to the side <laughs> of the garage. We're very high tech here at uh, Don't Feed After Midnight. Yeah. We, oh yeah. <laughs> it's not midnight yet, so we're good. Yeah, it's okay. okay. No, at, at midnight, it's, it, everything changes. I turn yeah. into a pumpkin. <laughs> 
Mike turns into a gremlin with a mohawk. It's the coolest times. You just become a big hairy mogwai, which is not that different than the way you normally look. But I. But when Gizmo has the. The Rambo, uh, oh, God, yes. Band. yes, that's that's the, that's the Magma I want to be. That's so awesome. <laughs> now, you said it was like kind of uh, a different thing for you to like have people coming up asking about like commissions and stuff. What kind of things were they commissioning, or like really? Uh, it was just kind of me doing my cartoony versions of different characters, like in Marvel or DC. Mm-hmm. I, I had a, an aerial commission, which was fun. But but really, it was just kind of the idea of um, transitioning a little bit to being somebody who's just kind of there hawking books mm-hmm. versus um, I was sitting there drawing, and I had all my stuff, and I draw, and uh, it just kind of happened organically, and, uh, and all of a sudden, people were just coming up and grabbing a bunch of stuff, and it was awesome. When you say aerial, you're talking about television aerials, right? Like, <laughs> Our, like, like, like aerial from... Uh, Sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, Little Mermaid. Uh, as if I'm not somebody who's watched like a bunch of anime and cartoons. Like, I love Inuyasha, and I get crapped on so much for that for my wife. There's nothing wrong with Inuyasha. Well, my girlfriend loves Inuyasha. Uh, did you correct my pronunciation? <laughs> Inuyasha. I say stuff wrong so much. I used to say Calvin and Hobbies. Calvin Hobbies. Oh, and Calvin and Calvin Hobbies. <laughs> when I was little, and my, yes. my teacher told me, no, it's it's Hobbs. And I remember and today, going, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it's Hobbies. I'm pretty sure it's Hobbies, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Hobbies. It's, I got, this guy thinks it's Hobbs. Oh, oh my God. I got, I remember, and this is like, I was at a Catholic private school in North Carolina in the 80s, and I got in so much trouble because I kept correcting the teacher. I'm like, you're wrong. No, you're just wrong. Okay, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna give you some credit for like sticking to your guns. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I, was, I was so obstinate. No, I like, no, I was because in my mind, in my like fifth grade mind, it was hobbies, and darn it, that's what it was. Uh, uh, you know, you can't you can't tell me otherwise, right? You can't. Now. Don't tell me what he I can't do. He loves making knots. <laughs> he, lo- <laughs> <laughs> he builds little ships in bottles. That's his favorite thing. No, tell me what I can't do is a lost reference there for you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love that show. Oh, tangents. So, yeah. Tangents. So, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I remember you coming up to me. We were, um... Well, I was kind of surprised, to be like, honest with you. Yeah, commissions. I'm like, for what? You're like, I'm drawing. I'm like, that's wicked. Of course you are. Because in my mind, you're just, you're an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think of you as not being somebody that doesn't draw. Well, well years ago, when I was working with my brothers, Matt and Jake, I was uh we had decided that we were going to be a studio and everyone's going to kind of have their lane yeah and matt and jake were doing the the drawing and i was doing the writing with matt and then uh i would do all the digital colors so i just stopped drawing for years because i just was like oh they'll do it and i'll do this you're not allowed to draw you see jake do it. you're forbidden <laughs> well, from touching a pencil uh-huh. well, well also matt and jake are pretty good <laughs> yeah oh yeah no they are so, really good so, so i mean like it didn't but like, but my style is very different than theirs, and uh, so I just I kind of let it go by the wayside, and I you know I I liked what I was doing, so I didn't mind. Yeah. And then this just all kind of happened, so I'm just gonna like I was just kind of rolling with it, and now I'm just because you and Bruce Gerlach also yeah. have a whole bunch of uh, backlog of work together. You've got a couple of books. Yeah. Uh, so we did three different volumes of our webcomic, uh, stupid stuff. 
which is basically... <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds so like you're just talking like junk about yourself, but it's actually right. the title. Like, it's <laughs> yes, really it, funny it, stuff. It is, it is. It is. But it's exactly what you think it is. It's, it's all basically stupid one-panel jokes, mm-hmm. uh, very much in the style of like uh, a Gary Larson uh, single-panel uh, comic that we love. We yeah, love It's Gary very Larson. funny stuff. And, uh, and I, I've had a lot of people say this is just like Farsight it's just dumber and I'm like that's cool like I'm so fine, <laughs> cool. fine. I don't even mind that comparison it. yeah right <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's like if somebody said you know you sound like an old time radio show I'd be like thank you you're so sweet yeah. you're like, well, that's I'd, awesome I'd, being compared to him in any way is uh, I think the greatest uh, compliment you could give me as somebody as a joke writer because uh, Bruce does all the does all the art for that and so I, I basically just write the jokes and um and, and and Bruce does too as well, but I think mine are better. But <laughs> eat that, Bruce. Nah, he's never gonna help me move. Actually, again. Bruce Bruce is awesome to work with because I just bouncing ideas off him and things like that. He's a he's a curmudgeon and he has a very funny sense of humor uh, for that kind of format. So it's really cool to uh, run stuff by him uh, when I give him. Uh, like I'll, I'll 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 draw all the comics out the way I, I want them and stuff like that. Yeah. But then you know Bruce puts his spin on them and he he makes them so good. He does he does such a great job of just sliding little references in there, and, and really making uh, the art and uh, the joke match and and really mesh really well. Bruce helps me move heavy things when I have to move. <laughs> he's, he's a big burly he man. He he's, he's good for carrying house, stuff too. The house we're in right now, he, we moved so much heavy stuff downstairs. It was ridiculous. You're lucky you didn't. We weren't as close friends back then because I would have asked you to. <laughs> Kevin and I are both very large men, but Kevin is much <laughs> larger. Like I'm six three, two fifty. You're probably at least two eighty. You got to be a you're you're up there. You're a linebacker. Well, a former linebacker. He's still big. You're a big boy. I know. I'm a little bigger in my stomach than I'd like to be. But I, was, I was thinner. I was but thinner when I was playing. I still remember that story you told me about singing out the car window and nobody's going to tell you to stop because you're as big as you are. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> when, when you're really letting a song belt out and then you realize you turn out the window and you're still singing just as loud as if you were pointing straight forward. Your voice projects, idiot. And, That's uh, fantastic. I love that so much. I could see some guys next in the car next to you going, shut up. You uh, sing beautiful, sir. He was, uh, he was mortified. He was absolutely mortified. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that, you know, the, the, the comics that you guys have done together are, are really good. I mean, Larson's work growing up as a kid, particularly in North Carolina, like, you know, everything was a little bit behind the times back there. Asheville now is a big town, it's a big tourist town. There's tons of people there, tons of college kids. But back in the mid-80s, that was not. I mean, most of the buildings downtown were vacant. And it had a tourism industry, but it was primarily just the Biltmore House, and then people would leave. You know, so, like, there wasn't a lot of comic book stores the radio stations were kind of like, eh, you know, there wasn't a lot on local TV. All the radio stations were like five years behind. Right? Oh, no, <laughs> seriously. Like, Kiss <laughs> FM. It's like the Internet Explorer before the Internet. Oh, God. <laughs> Netscape Navigator. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you, growing up in Flint, it wasn't much better with the <laughs> music. Oh, man. But I remember going and picking up his books, and like I would reread them over. I'd get to the last page, I'd go back to the first page. Because his stuff was so funny. Oh, and you'd, you'd pick up multiple things yes. as you went through it, and, and you'd find uh, little pieces of jokes that you missed, and uh, he was a master, an absolute master, at getting a funny idea across so quickly. It, it's uh, I, I found it to be a very fun challenge, uh, trying to figure out how to tell a joke in that format. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one of the things that Bruce and I figured out 
over time was the best jokes we could do were the ones that had no words at all. If, if, if we could get a if we could get a joke across with just the art, that was like our goal. Like as, as few words as possible, and then uh, let the let the artwork tell the joke. And if you can figure out how to manipulate it in such a way to do that, you had a really good, really powerful joke. And uh, and that's that's kind of like the 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 dragon we're always trying to chase. Man. I've gone back and reread. Farscape stuff. Farscape. I keep saying Farscape. I, I, do, I do love that show. Um, Farside stuff. And there's jokes like I thought I got as a kid. You know, and like I read it now, I'm like, I had the completely wrong, but it was still funny the way I thought about it. Yeah. But it's even funnier now. Like my favorite image that he ever did was this kid pushing on a door and he's pushing as hard as he can. Yeah. And it's, it says, it's, it says school for the gifted and the door says pull to open and he's pushing really yeah. hard. I'm like, that's my life. It's like, it's like hundred percent me. Like, like, well, like, like when, when do I, it this way. No, I gotta when, do it this way. When I think about his stuff, like, I, like one of the jokes that always sticks out in my head is uh, one of the ones that was like a daycare center on one side. And then on the other side, like just separated by like a fence, was um, like like a dingo training school. And, so, and at the bottom, it just said "trouble brewing." <laughs> all the, there was a line of dingoes yeah. against Staring. the fence, just all <laughs> locked up on the fence <laughs> next to the tanker. Uh, so funny, but I mean, it was just so simple, right to the point. The the, oh, yeah. the artwork just nails it, and he just with two words. I mean, he's oh yeah, he's making your roll, oh, yeah. man. It is. Is beautiful. While we're talking, Mike's my dog Elroy's on Mike's lap, and Mike's realizing Elroy has food stuck in his fur from the baby throwing food at him while she's eating. That yeah, poor it's dog. That's a, a lot. That poor dog. Elroy's a trooper. Yeah, she likes to feed the dog, but if he's not paying attention, because he's not the smartest individual, <laughs> like you know, food will hit him in the head, and he'll look at it and go. He's a good boy, though. Oh. He let me pick off whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Unless... piece of like food from the. Uh, poor Elroy. Poor Elroy. <laughs> he just like, he always looks so sad. The baby does love him. She'll like she's like I love you. She's like like that that Warner Brothers. I, I would love him and keep him. And she it's like he's like choking uh, no. the bunny. And I will call him George. Yeah, he's like yeah. choking Bugs Bunny to death. Yeah, it's pretty much the way she is with the dog. She yeah. grabs him. She's like, oh, right. I love him. And the dog looks at me like, help me, yeah. please, <laughs> please. <laughs> and she squeezes the life out of him. Oh my god, sweet air, oh, Lord, sweet air. Yeah, that's the way it is when Bruce hugs people, too. Have you noticed that? He's so big. He's like, hi. Oh. You know, they just like, they go limp and fall to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> they crunch up. Bruce, again, is, it's funny how many, like, people we know in the industry that are just ginormous guys. Like, 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 that draw really well, but they're just these big, bulky dudes. Like, you and Bruce are, I mean, we're, I mean, I don't draw. I just do, I talk. You know, I draw horribly. <laughs> and, uh, like... But for you, I mean, you look like a big blockhead muscle guy, and you're drawing these really cool drawings. That's not an insult. I'm just saying, like, you know, Bruce is the same way. Bruce is like, I'm 6'3", and I look up when I talk to Bruce. And he draws, like, really good. And it's amazing seeing these big dudes with these little pencils on their hands. They look like the golf pencils you get when you're golfing, <laughs> and they're tiny, but it's a full-size pencil. And he's just like, and you guys are amazing doing that. It's Bruce, so crazy. Bruce and I just did uh, Free Comic Book Day over at Liberty Comics in Roseville. Yes. It was a I great time. They, they, they put on uh, a, a great uh, uh, just time like they had like a band outside they had like food for it was, I took, it was the, kids, awesome. I took the kids up there the baby threw yeah, cookie, was, cookies all yeah, over the floor yeah, it. It, was, it, was, it was really cool and uh, but like Bruce and I like we had like a table 
we're back there. We're reasonably comfortable, but we're still like big guys. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, you don't think the bouncers like you walk in like, what well, are you doing here, boy? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well people were kind of like walking up to us. They're like, you guys like do art and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like I think they thought we were just there for the pizza. Which, I mean, I can't really can't really blame them for it. Because I mean, I wanted some pizza. It was, I mean, they weren't wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. they, they weren't wrong. <laughs> oh, good lord! Yeah, luckily we live in an area where we can get we can get good pizza. You know, Mike and I travel, and there's been plenty of times Dude, where we've gotten stuff. And so is that, is that it's really a, a thing? It's, you can't get good pizza. Well, it's not necessarily that you can't get good pizza. I don't know what it is about this chunk of Michigan. Mm. It's like every other place is either a pizza joint. Or a Coney Island. Oh, yeah. yeah. For a good portion of this area. Yeah, yeah, right. So, like, you don't get the variety. Whereas you go to somewhere else, and it's like, we go uh, well, this area, like Akron. Yeah. He and I found the best sushi in the world The best Akron. sushi I've ever had in my life is in Akron. It's at a strip mall. And, and, uh, <laughs> it is, yeah. And it's, sounds like that's a pretty brave choice. It is, it's crazy. <laughs> but strip mall sushi, everybody I've ever, like, talked to that's had strip mall sushi... It's always been better than like. It, yeah. It's the idea that like fancy. if you can survive in a strip mall, you can <laughs> yeah. live like, off like, of like, anything. We walked sushi. into this joint and we're <laughs> like, like, we're expecting it to be like some rundown crap. I thought joint. it was gonna be junk, uh, dude. And the guy behind the counter making the sushi is like a hundred years old. They have a big room to the side behind the rice paper walls, and the table's a foot high. And there's pillows all working over. working there is Japanese. Yeah, there's it was not one like. Oh, that's just a college student trying to get yeah. by. Like yeah. no, like everybody was like. Authentic. <laughs> we were like, oh. I do. I do kind of have a rule about like, I'm not saying this sushi place was a dive joint, but like in in general, like I like dive joints. Yeah. That, like you can't find other places. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh wow, that building's really crappy. Like, what's there? And then like you see like the line around the building. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like, it's nuts. I'm like, I guess I'm waiting an hour and a half for this burger. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Else is. Well, there's this barbecue and it, joint. And it usually pays off. Yeah. There's this barbecue joint. There's only a few of them, but they're more central to the country. Um. There's one in like Iowa. There's city, another is it city in, uh, barbecue. Not city. What it's it? uh, Bandana Barbecue. Bandana. There's one in Evansville. Yeah. Okay. And then there's one in. There's a couple in Iowa. But uh, we go to Iowa. Yeah, we go, we go, we go to go, like God. the easternmost part of Iowa. We do ten states. We go to the, up to the UP. We go all the way down to, to Kentucky. That's not a different state. Uh, it's, it's shut up. It's, it's, it might as well be. UP. <laughs> might, if you've been to the Upper Peninsula, it's a different freaking True, state. It's, it's Canada. Let's be honest but with each other. tell people we do yeah. Michigan, they're like, you guys don't do the UP. And we're like, yeah, we do. They're like, huh. Because it's like eight hours drive to get out to War Memorial <laughs> yeah, Hospital. It's, yeah, it's, but we go all the way to Iowa, all the way to Rochester, New York, all the way down south to Kentucky oof. and southern Indiana. And uh, we raised last year three hundred thousand dollars for charity doing it. And it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. He's really smart and really good at the job, and I'm obviously like the VP of the company, so I'm always I, it's me in charge, Mike in charge, and the owner at the office. I was waiting for you to say he's really smart, he's really good at the shop, and I work there. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I work there. I just I feel you know, like it's some days. I do I some like things. You know, oh, I exist. If I'm working with somebody that's really good at their job, I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting at that table. I'm like, yeah, you go ahead. I'm going to read more comic books. <laughs> I'll be lazy, but yeah, but it's, yeah, it's. I mean, you get you see so much food, and yeah. like like I was saying, that place Bandana Barbecue. I looked at it. I'm like, there is no way this place is gonna be good. Like like it looks like um, like it used to be a gas station, <laughs> and instead of like uh, tearing down the building, they just got rid of the pumps and made like a full wall around like a joint, the yeah. overhang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like so now it's all a restaurant. So like the fire suppression system, like still right, <laughs> right. But uh, you 
you go inside. It's a sign that says, don't smoke. No, really. Dude, do not smoke. The, I'm telling you, dude, the second I opened the door, I just got hit with a wave of, like, the most fantastic smell of, like, briskets and pulled porks and, like, uh, dude, all wicked. kinds of yeah, stuff. It was insane. And I'm like... Dude, there's no way this is this place. <laughs> who's, who's barbecuing out yeah, here? Right? Who's outside doing there. this? <laughs> yeah, looking around the side. But no, I got it, and it was. I mean, I'd put it on par with some of the chain joints that like blow up around this area. So like, no, it's the the hole in the wall places. They're you know, it's it's really hit and miss. But when you find a hit, it's like. It's good. Way up there. Mike and I do, um, we did a, was it Jasper, Indiana, where it's basically like Frankenmuth. Yeah. But only like on steroids. Everyone's German. Everybody speaks hey, German. Dude, everybody <laughs> German does. exchange students. Like, like they're walking around town. Yeah, what's Yeah, what my comment out there? And it's like, what? <laughs> what did you just say to me? Oh. We're going to cut that out. <laughs> I'm channeling South Park. I'm sorry. I'll just cut that out. Oh my gosh, uh, that'll go on the uh, the the patrons only. <laughs> Somebody's paying us money for patrons. They're like, oh, we get a special little behind the scenes thing. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, now we go all over. You know, we do Jasper, Indiana, and Jasper, Indiana is primarily German. And it's like right next to our hotel was this like Raskeller German joint, and it was yeah, it was real authentic food. Like, the prices were authentic too. Yeah. It was like thirty bucks. Right, it was insane. But it was. Like, it was like somebody's German grandma made the food. Like, it was really amazing. Yeah, was and I love stuff like that. And it's amazing we're not ginormously fat doing this because we eat a lot when we're out. I could be like 400 pounds right now <laughs> if I didn't hold back. Like, What's the beauty of podcasting? They have no idea. I could yeah. be I could be really good at taking side pictures where we just you're right you're, you're fantastic with the <laughs> angles yeah especially you always take the angle from above yeah right at three quarters yeah no my head's too big for that it shows like, like, look at at that three guy's quarters head. it looks like you're looking at it like oh lord you could show a movie on the side of his skull oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, you and, like you and Bruce do amazing stuff together. Now you've done a lot of stuff with your brothers too, like a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, we had a, a children's book, uh, "A Day in the Life of Peanut and Bosco," that came out last October, and then uh, earlier previous year we had a supernatural western uh, graphic novel come out with Source Point Press. That is so good, and uh, it's thank you, and, and it's, it's been really cool, kind of having stuff come out every year. Um, and before that... What's the uh, title of that, though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no Rest for the Wicked. No Rest for the Wicked. It yeah. is so good. I cannot... Matt, Matt and I are actually working on the next uh, oh, next story arc for that right could now. Could you not shake next to the microphone, dog? That'd be really good. I thought you were talking to Mike. No, you're like... <laughs> uh, we're actually working on the next story arc for that right now, and we're very excited uh, because the first one, we felt like we had to really hold back just to tell the story of yeah. the main character, yeah, Reno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see um, that. And so we were, just, we were really trying to just nail his character and his motivations down and, and kind of... Uh, get the the intro for the universe and then this next story arc we've been working on it's been so much fun because we feel like uh, the the first uh the first book was kind of like just uh introducing you to the character and to what's going on and to the universe we're setting up and then this one like we're it's like we snuck up behind you we kicked yeah. you in the back and then you're i love you're, you're, so we're, we're just sending you in full bore uh, with all the stuff we wanted to do so we're very excited i like that it's, it's funny when you see that in like uh different like even television series or anime in particular, you'll see like the first season is definitely they're trying to sell the product. 
they're trying to make sure the story gets told. They 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 make sure everything's explained like to a degree of like this is the character, this is kind of his motivation, this is the story, so it's going to get people interested, so that you have the opportunity to go and tell the rest of the story. Well, yeah, like you know? well, well, how often? Like I'm a big Star Trek guy, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I, really? No, yeah, huge <laughs> Star Trek guy. And you look at like the first couple seasons of like uh, Next Generation or uh, Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. or something like that, and like the first couple seasons, they're they're actually not that good. It's all establishing characters, and, and, and by the third season, they, they really find their footing, and they're yeah. telling these awesome stories because the characters are are so fleshed out yep. that you can do it and you can really start playing with it. And so we're hoping that we've gotten far enough in Norris for the Wicked that. Uh, people are comfortable enough with Reno that we can really start to push him. Yeah. And we can really start to uh, show uh, that there's this bigger, wider world of things going on that he is now a part of. Yeah. And he's, now he's got to come to grips with that. It's so. not like Trigun where you have like like 15 episodes and you're done. Like that's, that series is over, whatever, 20 episodes. So you yeah. don't have the time to talk about Vash's Stampede or like his, really his history. Like you, you, you have like literally that amount of time and you're done. When that series ended... Everybody wanted more. And the same thing with No Rest for the Wicked. When that first series was done, you're like, well, I want more. I want more. What's more? And we intentionally next? left it open-ended. Yeah. And, and he's he's gone through his progression as a character, and now, now what's that mean? And so as we uh, move forward in this next chapter, uh, it's really about him coming to grips with what that means, and now he's finding out that there's more going on than just his, than just his particular... Uh, problem as he deals with uh, now he's got these superpowers and things like that. There's a lot more to it, and uh, we had just an absolute blast putting it together because we felt like he's in a position where we can really start to push the character and present challenges for him that will be satisfying uh, that we couldn't have done before. So, yeah, I like that a lot. It's a fun series. If you have not picked that up, you need to go buy it. It's really good. And that's just because it'll give Kevin money, but you should buy it because it's really good. I hope, I hope it's just, yeah, let's, let's, let's focus on it being good. <laughs> and then, you know, the other stuff comes later. <laughs> the other stuff comes later. Uh, here we go again. Hey, all right. Um, yeah, recording in the garage is odd because the dog is all over us, like stink on rice, like that. <laughs> He's like, hi, other people to pay attention to me. Because I ignore him. I'm not going to lie. Like, half the time, I'm like, get off me. Stop it. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. Mike and I, we get into different comic book series a lot, and like we've read, I don't know, I mean, so many series where like halfway through they just kind of tank. You know, it's it's not. I'm I'm at a point now where I'm going back and reading old comic series yes. that I never read yeah. fully. Mm-hmm. Like I never dove into all of the individual stories of like Civil War, or um, what came after. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew Captain America died after it, but it was like, I, I had no clue what led to that or, like, yeah. what other characters thought about that. And we had talked about that before, how there's a million tie-ins. There's you so many tie-ins. You can't afford to buy them all. No. There was, like, it's... 50 different tie-in comics to freaking Civil War, and it's like, you, but if you try well, to read them all... Well, the second one is even worse. The second one has even more tie-ins, and... I, I, mean, didn't, I didn't actually read very little of the second one. I That first one I got into, and I, I read. I yeah, loved like it. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people that are still good. to this day kind of like eh about it, but like I loved it. I thought it was sweet. Well, I I thought, I, I thought that it was a good analysis of the universe. Like you, like how often can you do this without there being some kind of repercussions? Yes. Like everybody can't always be on the same page, and what's that look like? And so I I, I did like that. Now I can understand where because I I still have some reservations about it. Like even like. Uh, just the idea of like heroes fighting each other kind of throws me off. Like, 
I think Civil War the movie is a good example of this. Like there are yeah. point there are points where War Machine is firing bullets and rockets. Yeah. At his friends. Yeah. yeah. Are you trying to miss? Yeah. Right. yeah. I don't think you're trying to miss. Are there warning shots? Yeah. These don't yeah. feel like warning shots, man. So I mean, like, so these these characters have a certain amount of lethality to them that if they're applying it to people that they don't necessarily they're just trying to stop, not trying to kill or hurt. Well, like how how does that? But that's look? what and, I think is so awesome about the movie is that when you look at the comics, it was you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Reed Richards. Yeah. He, he, him and Tony worked together to yeah. build a fake Thor. Yeah. yeah. And then they introduced that midway through the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing it does is goes rogue and kills Goliath. Yeah, puts kills a hole Bill, in him. Bill yeah. Foster. Kills yeah. him. Yeah. And then in the movie, they're like, all right, well, we're not going to kill anybody because that's way too dark right now. Yeah. Yeah. So then they had Vision try to uh, take down Falcon, misses, and like yeah. bust the, the, so uh, the power the, yeah. source. Of War Machine, which makes him land and, of course, breaks his back or whatever and, and cripples him. Yeah. But that was their way of, like, saying, all right, maybe it was kind of messed up to have the heroes actually kill each other. Oh, absolutely. And now we can, you know, we can kind of make that a bit better. Well, they even addressed that, too, when uh, Scarlet Witch accuses Hawkeye of pulling his punches. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which, it, it totally makes sense, right? He's not going to just haul off and punch like Black Widow in the face, right? Like, like I remember in the comics, I thought it was crap. They never shrunk him back down. Bill Foster's parents—they're burying him, and they had to dig a trench. Well, it was big messed up because like was. they had he was, he was massive. Yeah, he was full size Goliath. He was like but, thirty feet but tall. But Hank was on the Mace side for, of uh, Mace, Mace for Iron Man, and he was he was yeah, uh, right. Mace for a way cooler fan. Didn't they oh explain my God, that something was really though? Like good. something was up with Hank at the time. I forget. There was, well, no, but the thing is, well, well, uh, well his parents are like they couldn't even afford, or they wouldn't even come and. Like shrink my boy down. I had to bury my. I have to bury my boy in a plot the size of a football field because they won't come. Yeah, it was literally a seventy-five yeah. foot grave. Yeah, because they wouldn't come and shrink him back down, and she thought that was crap. And that was. It was interesting that they did that with the characters because Reed could have done it. You know, Tony. Tony showed up at the well, funeral. One of my one of my favorite. Yes, slap too. Well, like <laughs> you know, t- t- talking about the the conflict between the heroes. One of my favorite parts of the uh, Civil War book. Who I think that was uh, Miller and McNiven. Um, who were on that, but uh, it, it was uh, when um, Daredevil had been apprehended. Daredevil really wasn't a big part of yeah. the Civil War well, main storyline. I don't even think at the time it was really Matt, though. It was uh, Iron Fist taking Matt's place temporarily because of something that happened. But they don't explain it I, I, in I, the I, main I, I, series. Yeah, I don't think they even addressed that, so it no, might have been. But it was but, really cool. Well, what he what he does is much more of a Matt Murdock thing than a Oh, than yeah. A no, completely. When, when he has the... He has the piece of silver under his tongue, and mm-hmm. he calls uh, Tony Judas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's getting arrested. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> all right. That's, all right. Let's see how it is. You yeah, because he, he sends him into the negative but, zone. Yeah, but it was it was a cool way to show that, like, you know, these are these are real characters who really feel betrayed. Yeah. But, you know, how how far can you take that before it becomes well, lethal? And, and even Goliath one of the killed. craziest moments and in what, that that and, whole and the, thing. But they're all surprised that Goliath gets like killed, and and don't really like the story. Like that was always a problem I had with it. Where I was just like, well, "What do you think was going to happen? Is he going to shoot? Well, was he just going to be non-lethal forever? Like it's going to be that nice lightning? You know, it's like it's like a I'll static electricity you. shock. You know, yeah, like, it was like my like, Thor robot was nice. You know, <laughs> yeah, bro. You know, like, 
my Tony's, buddy. Tony's using <laughs> my buddy. Tony's only using the stun setting on those because right. it sure looks like that scene where he he's, had a sweet armor on in the comics. It sure looks <laughs> like that, well that that famous scene where they have uh, Tony and uh, uh, Cap. Uh, with he's got the repulsors going and caps blocking him. Well, they did that. It, it sure looks like and he's it, trying to get him. And it's right, <laughs> yeah. like he's going for yeah. center mass there. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's a beautiful panel, and I was so glad that they used it in the movie. And, and it, it looked awesome. awesome. It was gorgeous. It was yeah. gorgeous. But you know, like as much as I like that storyline, uh, and I really enjoyed it uh, thoroughly. That was always a piece that always kind of stuck in my craw, where I was like, I don't know about that. That 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 always just felt a little bit off. But yeah. overall, loved it. Yeah, and well, and another little side part of that whole story that I thought was wonderfully done for a, a character, um, Punisher, he pops up at a mm-hmm. very odd spot in the whole story, but like, he's he like, Tony just started allowing villains to like jump into the whole we're we're registered now so we can yeah, be soldiers the, for the government thunderbolts right I keep and, yeah and then I thought the, ta- the inclusion of the taskmaster was really but good. then there was like the the side villains that no one really cares about like jack-o'-lantern and mm. like radioactive man yeah and like <laughs> punisher comes through and kills them before they can mess up spider-man yeah who's now a fugitive but then like Cap has a problem with it. He's like, oh. well, yeah, because the two guys show up to the the Secret Avengers headquarters, yeah, the, and then the sewers, and, and Punisher's just like, pap, pap, and like Cap, like, Cap loses it on him, yeah. and then he's like, he's like, fight back, fight back, and he's like, dude, not you, never, yeah. I could never fight I, you. I, lo- I love that moment. Yeah, that like that's that's the line. Like we find Punisher's line. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? the one that characterizes yeah. why he there's, is. There's that what if comic yeah. though, where Punisher. That reminds me of where Punisher kills the Marvel Universe, and he's oh, fighting yeah. Cap, and mm-hmm. um, Cap's like, you know, we fought in the same wars. We're this, you know, we're the same guys. Yada yada yada. yada. And uh, Punisher's like, he's Cap has like Punisher disarmed, disarmed or whatever. Yeah, and he's like, um, he's like, you know, Frank, we're both soldiers. Yada yada. And Frank goes. Remember, remember uh, Kason? He's like, what? He goes, yeah. You were frozen back then. And he pulls a gun out of nowhere, like out of his, like out of his, <laughs> out of his back, and he blows Cap away. He goes, yeah, you didn't fight my wars, old man. That's you don't know dark. Because <laughs> he didn't fight in Nam. They, they, he they fought put, in They didn't put that in the movies? Yeah. They didn't. Yeah, they right. Do that. I know. He's like, you didn't John Bernthal would have been down for Just, that. Oh, he would have been. I actually really enjoyed his run. <laughs> I love him. I you know, with the Netflix series and they're canceling them. I mean, were they perfect? No, but I thought uh, overall they were pretty good. Uh, Pun- Punisher and Daredevil were perfect to me. The like, last time I saw Daredevil. I mean, second season of Daredevil is kind of iffy in parts. I watched like, that show. I like, <laughs> actually really enjoyed the second season. I like the Punisher the, parts. The, yeah. And I yep. like the team up with Elektra parts. Yeah. But I felt like the story was just kind of whatever. Well, the, the second half of the season is obviously made to wind into Defenders. Yeah. Um, and so, like, which is yeah. why so, I kind of so, felt so, like it didn't feel like Daredevil two. No, it it, felt it, like it definitely well, it definitely felt like it was it was two different story arcs that collided. Don't, they don't really meet up, but the the Punisher story arc was excellent. It was awesome. Oh, it was it was such a good take. On the the last time I saw Bernthal was at Comic Con like three years ago, and he had his shirt. He's a little guy. He's not very tall at all. He's like every actor tall. is little. Not all of them. It's crazy. Okay. All, the, all the good Momoa. men Ninety percent. No, Momoa is so big. You're, you're referencing one guy. <laughs> so big. You're, um, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I keep going back to Momoa. Well, like uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise is like practically a He's midget. Dying. But no, Bernthal had his shirt unbuttoned down to his waist almost, and it was like he was all muscular. And he's like, he's like sitting there signing autographs. I'm just like. 
<laughs> oh my god! You know, he's just like he's talking. He really is, though. He's, yeah, he's I mean, so funny, but like, he but he's really he plays it off well. He, it's his part of his his shtick. Yeah, really that's cocky. his whole thing. And he's so funny, but he's a really good actor. I like seeing. I want to see him in more stuff. I, I wanted to see him continue to play Punisher. Man, I, I thought he was great. What would you think about him playing Wolverine? Do you think he not, could do not, a Wolverine? Not, not now. Speaking of Wolverine, Feige just said they're pushing for Keanu Reeves to be in something. And Keanu's been shooting down everything they've thrown at him. They've been like, hey, do you want to play this guy? And Keanu's like, no. And then they're like, what about this guy? And he's like, no. So he's waiting on the role that he wants. Yeah. But he said he the only role he wants is Wolverine. So like, He's not built for it, though. He's too skinny. You, you know, well, so people have been throwing around Silver Surfer. I think that would be really cool. I think it would be really awesome. Cool. That would be awesome. really good. And, and other people have been throwing around Adam Warlock because they've set that up in Guardians, which I think they he'd be really good for. But I think... Well, I think if Keanu's really pushing stuff like I don't want to do this, I mean, like, like Silver Surfer is a pretty similar character. I've I've also heard uh, uh, Namor thrown out there. I was like, it like, uh, at, at the very least, if he's if he's pushing for something else, Moribus the Living Vampire, like, that'd be cool. That's already well, casted. That's Jared Leto. Yeah, they already cast. Is that. it really? Yeah. yeah. But who? Okay, who's doing Sony's it? doing that one though? That's not. What would well, it's going to be connected though. What would you think about him doing Moon Knight? I think it'd be uh, cool, but but I, when I when I think of like just these like iconic characters, like yeah. if Keanu's really holding out, Silver Surfer or Submariner would he, I, I think would fit the bill. He would be a good Submariner. For My sure. whole thing is I, I think he'd be good. Tall. I think he'd be good at a lot of things. Like Keanu's right? tall, so like our our already like conception of like these characters from the from the comics is like you know most of them are just an average height dude. Or, like, yeah. some of them are even shorter. So, like, you don't really see too many of the tall ones unless they're, like, like Giant Man or, oh, yeah, or Goliath. Yeah. yeah, it's true. So, like, a dude that's, like, six... He, he wasn't actually tall. He grew. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but he, he grows. He's right. Not, he's not so, actually so that big. So, he shrinks big. down, he's short. So, not, it's like, dude... Paul Rudd's not actually I'm, 65 feet tall. That's a he shame. Could, he is, in my mind. He would be a lot cooler I, if he was. I just... <laughs> be like, you're cool, he right, Paul? I know, but it's a movie. It's not real, Mike. But there's, like... Because our our con- our concept of like somebody like Punisher, if they were to ever bring it to the MCU, we don't think of a six four dude like that's ultra skinny running around shooting up guns. But we watch John Wick and we love it, and oh, it's yeah. essentially but just the Punisher. I, I don't know if height matters as much as we think. I mean, like look at oh, Tom so, Cruise. Is well, so, well, three, three, five, three four four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's so small. Well, I I look at um. Uh, man, why am I blanking on the guys? Uh, Wolverine. Wolverine. Oh my god. Really? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, thank yeah. you. Um, but Hugh Jackman, like people look at Hugh Jackman, they're like, well, Wolverine's short, and that's not going to work. But Hugh Jackman was an excellent Wolverine. Yeah. Was and he, was he's he a too, pretty average was, size dude, like 6'2. Is he, yeah, but is he way too tall for that character? Yes. Yeah. For like, it's, it's for the comics. Yeah. But he did such a good job that. It didn't matter. I, I think of all the complaints you have about the X Men movies. Hugh Jackman's not even close to one of them. He did a great job, even in the horrible ones. Hugh, Ian, Patrick. <laughs> they are pretty, yeah. All, all of them. So, we're going to take a little commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back in one minute, probably a little bit more than that. I like to put commercials in from the 80s. Yay! You mean you have an Atari video game system, but not Atari Missile Command? Well, then you must have Defender. Great game. Or a challenge like Star Raiders. What about Yars Revenge? But you gotta have Berserk, right? And Atari Space Invaders, a classic. You don't? Come on. An Atari system without those games? That's like having a stereo with no hit records. 
And we're back. I'd say go buy that, but it's probably a commercial from 1984, so definitely do not go buy that because you're going to be really, really, really sorry if you try to find that in the store. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, no, we were talking about um, lots of stuff and things about stuff. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah, you know, things and, things and stuff. And so, the places. <laughs> but, uh, like, yeah, the characters, some of the characters, like Keanu, I could see him as... Silver Surfer. I could see him as Namor, but there's certain people that cannot play certain characters, and sometimes if they get put in that role, it pulls you out of the movie. Suicide Squad, which we were chatting about during the break, like Will Smith was in Suicide Squad. It wasn't freaking Deadshot. I'm sorry. Like I look at it, it's Will freaking Smith. It didn't bother me that it wasn't Deadshot though. I love Will Smith, so I was completely fine with it. <laughs> you can't. Do, yeah. But like Will Smith is one of those guys when you see him in something, it's just kind of Will Smith in yeah. a new situation, right? Yeah. But that's it not fair not, to it, him though. It does not change. That's it, not fair to it him. It does not cease to make him entertaining to yeah. watch. Oh, right. Yeah. But it, it is hard sometimes if he's not if he's in a position where he's supposed to be somebody else, it's hard to see anything other than Will Smith. Yeah, it's true. It's really true. It's just not fair to him though, because like he's I, he's only I don't I don't disagree. Like, it's, but it's a reality. Because like when you see Will Smith, you don't you don't think like he's the character he's playing. You think of oh man, I loved him in in this movie. Well, I like, loved him in this movie. He's so funny. I feel like it's in Will, all these other Will movies. Smith fighting so aliens Will, in this situation right. versus fighting aliens in another right. situation. Because it's always oh, yeah. that. <laughs> always one hundred percent. Yeah, that's his thing. So okay. like Independence Day two, and they killed. They, he wouldn't be a part of it. And they just killed his character. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They just said, "Oh, Dad's dead." Oh, sorry. What did you think of that movie, Kevin? The like, second I, one. I never saw the second one. Really? They I didn't. Blew it. Yeah, I, well, I, I was. I was peripherally interested, and then like when the bad reviews came in, I, I just didn't even. I didn't even bother. Uh, they just blew so. my whole like my like everything I loved about the original. It was gone. Did it was. They, well, well, for, they right. blew up monuments. Still, my, right? my biggest issue <laughs> with really the entire not. movie, Mister President, Mister President from the first movie, mm-hmm. he comes back and he's uh, like a homeless bum, and he, practically right. Well, he he looks a bit more rugged. Like the years were not kind to him since the first movie, and uh, but he comes back, you know, and he's talking to all these people because the aliens are back, and he's like. You know, if anyone knows about this, you know, it's, you know, me and this guy and this guy. And, like, they just assemble all the, the old people from the first movie besides Will Smith. But then, like, the queen alien shows up. Yeah. And she's marching through the desert, like, doing all this crazy stuff. And they're like, well, we got this bomb that can shut down her brain or something. And, uh, but the only way you can do it is if you get the, like, our, our jet close enough. And he was like, I'll, the president's like, I'll do it. <laughs> and then he jumps to this jet. And he's like, "I'll take it out. That'll be my last." And his daughter, who's in the air force, is like, "No, don't do it. It's got to be me." And this, he's like, "No, it's got to be me." And he he jumps in. He rams this jet into the queen, and it blows up. And uh, like everything went to plan, the queen drops to the ground, and everybody's like, "Yeah!" And then the queen jumps up, and it's like, "I killed well, him for no that reason. was nothing." So they killed this man off. For nothing, he literally <laughs> died in vain. <laughs> and, the, and then, like, uh, the thing chases a school bus for God knows why. And then, like, they have to use alien weapons this to is, take it down. It was so bad, dude. Th- this kind of sounds like uh, the day after tomorrow when, like, global warming was Worse. chasing them down the hall. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Cool, South Park cool. episode with global warming. Yeah. Like, ah, global warming, right over there. That's right there. Ah. Ah. Yeah. The street is going, ah, ah. Yeah. ah. He's twitching and there's nothing to touch him. I mean, honestly, it was just the dumpster fire of a, of a movie. Like, that, that's the kind of movie that gives all these reboots a bad name. Like, there's good reboots well, that have come out. Well, that, that, wasn't, that was a sequel, though. I mean, it wasn't technically a reboot. It was just but a it bad was. sequel. It was literally called Resurgence. Like, <laughs> it was... <laughs> of the aliens? Oh, my gosh. Well, like, I, th- I think about, like, stuff where there, there has just been so many re- reboots that really are just super unnecessary. Like, uh, one that hurt me <laughs> personally... Was uh, Total Recall? I love Total Recall. Episode one. You know, <laughs> sorry. I actually, <laughs> to- Total Re- I wasn't mad at the Colin Farrell movie, but just you didn't even need to name it Total Recall. They didn't have to do it. I didn't it, see just, it. You could have named it any other name, just not Total Recall. Yeah. And people would be like, "Oh, it's a different sci-fi movie." Right. And people would have been like, "Oh, it's kind of like Total Recall." <laughs> yeah, like, there's only a couple things they would have been like, "Oh, wait, that definitely happened in the in yeah." The Arnie and so, movie. so you just you switch those just a little bit, and you have a totally different movie with some references to a past yeah. movie. That's and it. and it's it's like one of those things where like where you're just trying to get people to go watch something because it's something the name. they're familiar with, yeah. and they're hoping they'll bring a friend. Did he still kill? <laughs> did he still kill Sharon Stone in that movie? Because that was totally... It was Kate Beckinsale was like the main... I love her. (laughs) She is... I I put her in the not gross category. (laughs) Gross and... Yeah, she's She's not gross. She's gross and... (laughs) Yeah, it's... It's one of them things. The right person has to be right for the role, right? Yeah, the right person has... Like... Stop making movies just to make movies, Mm -hmm. please. Exactly. Like, no, um, exactly. Well, movie studios, they do seem to be terrified to do new things. And I, I think that's where, like, uh, Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu seem to be picking up the slack. Where, like, where, like the, the coolest new things that come out right now kind of feel like television shows. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, like, like those feel like the things that are really well, pushing the boundaries. Because getting really innovative with their, they are. you know, a lot of stuff. They're, 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 they're kind of, they're, uh, they're shortening their seasons, tightening up their storytelling. They're basically making things like a like a long movie, right? And uh, so it, it, I do think it makes them more compelling, and I feel like we're seeing more original content out of that. Where movie studios are more worried about: Are we going to make our money back? Mm-hmm. Let's 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 name this Total Recall. <laughs> change <laughs> a few so things bad. because people know the name Total Recall. So they they want to see what Colin what Farrell's Total want, Recall Mr. is. Quay. It's pretty. Bad. I don't know well, if they well, actually do. Well, I, I think it's actually. Want? I, I would actually chalk it up more to they have so little faith in their viewing public oh, yeah, that no, they will totally. go see something that doesn't that doesn't remind them of something else. And they're, they're, you see and they're not willing Netflix. to do the work and just just do a good story. And One thing I work really out. loved about that movie, though, when they did it, like I, like most of it, I was just kind of like, why they didn't have to do any of this, really. Um, but one thing I really loved was they kind of drove home the idea of was any of this real. Like I feel like the Arnie one, it was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's all outlandish, but it's kind of real. They they they, t- they 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 play with it in the beginning when he's getting his first mind wipe or whatever. Yeah, and they but then show they just that, leave it. Well, they show like, oh, alien stuff. Oh, blue sky on Mars, and and then they don't really address it except for like when he he gets his blue pill red pill moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but the Colin Farrell one, it seems like half the movie he's like questioning. Spider crawls, oh, whatever no. that guy's name is. You know what I'm talking about. And then at the end, then at the end, when he uh, 
kisses Melina at the end. By mm-hmm. the way, I love Toy Recall, so I mean, <laughs> that movie's so good. But but when he, uh, and then they kind of play with it again. But you're right, like they they don't really drive that home as much as they could. Right, but the Colin Farrell one, it seems like a recurring theme of like, there's no, what that's my girlfriend. Why is she? Ah, and but like he's like no wait this is real because this is happening over here mm-hmm. and it's like the dream is reality to an extent for most of the movie but then it, at like at the end of it he's like wait no but so then just call vanilla sky too right oh god right <laughs> was that mean, tom cruise that might be better but i mean like i think that's a that's god. a sci-fi trope you could do it without calling it total it recall. didn't have to be total recall yeah. Uh, they they are redoing Running Man too, right? I've heard that they're redoing Running uh, Man. It's just unnecessary. It's so un- like do they have to ruin everything from our childhood? P.S. Richard Dawson's one of my favorite movie villains. Oh, ever. God, he's so crazy. It's, it's 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 when you ever watch something and you're like, wow, that person's just being authentically themselves. Yeah, <laughs> poor man is probably Richard, the nicest human being. Richard Dawson, I believe he's a total jerk in real life. <laughs> just just like he is in that movie. So just like a total showbiz jerk. <laughs> It'd be so funny, but yeah, no, there are, there are certain people that get picked for roles that I think just are not right. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's certain people that we will get a second chance to play another role in that similar genre. Um, Brandon uh, Roosh is one of those people who he was he was Superman. He did an okay job. It he wasn't terrible, but the movie was kind of crap. And then he goes DC what the Legends of Tomorrow, and he plays the Atom. Yeah, and it's Ray Palmer, and it's an yeah. odd fit because he's not a nerdy science geek like Ray Palmer was. He's this big, hunky dude, but it somehow kind of fit because Brandon Ruth's character and the way he, he did the role came out really nice. I, I, did, I think he gets kind of a bad rap for Superman Returns. Mm-hmm. That movie had its, uh, its problems. I didn't hate it. I, don't, I thought I don't, it was kind of fun. That, that movie had its problems. I don't think he was one of them. No, not at all. No, I thought I, he was pretty decent. I think he actually did a really good job of being a version of Christopher Reeve Superman. Yes. Well, and, I mean, it was very yeah. obvious that that's, that's what, what it they was. were doing. Well, it was an homage. The whole movie, if you yeah. watch it, it's totally yeah, an homage. Yeah, to I thought it. I thought it, I thought he actually worked. I thought he yeah. was good. Yeah, it's and everything around that's kind of like off. Yeah. Well, that, the first that, Superman movie was to me was it was the first recent one. Lex was kind of lame. Oh yeah. Um, his whole gang of uh, thugs that weren't even intimidating. Who's like, Lex Luthor in that? Oh, it was, was uh, Kevin. It's Kevin. I like to touch other Kevin, people's faces. Kevin McFeely. Wow. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure casting him seemed like a good idea at the time. At the time, yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah. it was directed by Brian Singer, so they got along. Uh, <laughs> you forgot about uh, that, didn't you? It was. Brian he Singer. left X Men to go do uh, Superman. Uh, but that airplane oh scene, and then he came back. The airplane scene, X-Men. though. The airplane scene was good, though. It was really good. I enjoyed the airplane. scene. That scene when he lands it in the uh, yeah, in the ballpark, great. wonderful. When he gets shot in the eye, wonderful. Mm-hmm. That was very when he well catches done. the globe. Um, I loved all of it. Yeah, but like, all right, Superman lifting up a, a basically an island of kryptonite. You just broke the rules of Superman. <laughs> Hardcore. Like, there's, there's, there's pretty he, much could one be, rule. he could be on the sun and still not lifting that kryptonite because yeah, right. it breaks him down on a cellular level. Mm-hmm. Like, he is not lifting that. But no, this movie, willpower, because I'm the Green Lantern now. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> That'll be Brandon's next role. It'll be Green Lantern. He's just gonna play every superhero. <sighs> I just, I just felt like he got such a bad uh, rap for that, and it was he, it was he wasn't the one that deserved unfair. the bad rap. Yeah, it was, yeah. Un, it was unfair. I thought the story was flawed. Yeah. I, I actually loved uh, the Family Guy thing they did. 
Where, oh. where they made fun of it. Did you ever see that? Mm-hmm. Where he sees that Lois is pregnant with his X-ray mission, he goes, "Oh yeah, I gotta leave for five years." <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I gotta go. <laughs> oh, Seth MacFarlane, man, he's great. I'll be interesting. I'll be interested to see what they do with some of these newer uh, Marvel movies as far as the roles that they pick. And honestly, I'm one of those people. Like, if I see it's like like we're talking about, if it's, it's the wrong actor for the role, if it's not gonna fit, I'm probably just not gonna see it. And that's because I'm a spoiled brat about stuff like that, where it's like. You know, that's not who I think should play that role. Judging by his whole career and everything he's ever done, he doesn't belong in that role. So, and if there's all been a, there's been a lot I'm, of people I'm, where I'm, I thought they were going to be terrible for something though, and they like they shocked me. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, honestly, I didn't think. God, I, like so, somebody made a really good point about uh, the Robin Pattinson uh, Batman Batman casting is saying like if you don't like him because he was in Twilight, just remember that you know. Michael Keaton was Mr. Mom. That's true. Yeah. That's it, it's, true. It's like that's a su- that's a super. George Clooney was bad nipples. Yeah, he was yeah. bad nipples. But that, but that's a super fair point, right? He played a good Bruce Wayne. I mean, though. I mean, I I gotta tell you, like I actually I enjoyed uh, Ben Affleck as uh, I love as Batman. I loved him. Yeah, I, thought and actually, I actually thought he was. I really liked him as Bruce Wayne. Yes. I love both of them. Yeah. And and, and uh, his action was awesome. And if you just if you just said to me a few years before that was casted and happened. Uh, before he had done the town, and uh, loved the town. Yeah, like like seriously, like, like and if, before he had done some of the other stuff, like if his own if, director if, stuff. Well, if you're casting him after like Pearl Harbor, I'd be like, no, no, please, <laughs> please, please, no. But, but the thing is, it it really kind of changed how I look at some of that stuff. So I mean, like, well, like, somebody what, like Robert, he's like Twilight. Is it Robert or Robin? Robert, 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 Robert Pattinson. I don't, I don't care. He's he's done like. <laughs> yeah. he, he, I, I really I really hate the casting on his he surface. He did what? I'm, I'm four or th- five Twilight movies. Was it five? I think it was three, and then there was the part one, part two. Look at him saying with the CGI baby at the look, end of the CGI little look, girl. Look at him saying like I think like he's not sure. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if there was a third movie or not. Like I know there was. You know, like, you know you've got breaking know, down. I, under I your watched pillows. no, I watched the first two. Dead serious. <laughs> so terrible. But I didn't know if there was a third one, and then like the part one, part two thing. Admit it, you're you're Team Edward. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but you should um, lie on your own podcast. But he's done so many movies outside of that, and he's done director work since then, and that's been like oh, yeah, he did. years yeah, and years. Like everybody does director work now. Like freaking every f- member of the cast of Star Trek Voyager directed a goddamn episode, and it was ridiculous. You're like, is it really Roxanne? actually you know, Ro- Roxanne Dawson? Dawson, yeah. uh, she's directed a ton of stuff since then. And Enterprise too. She's actually really good. But it's funny because it's like they all took their turn. You know, Robert Beltran took his turn directing an episode. And that's the same jerk who was like, I'm going to quit if you don't give me a, a love role with seven to nine. I want romance between us or I'm quitting. Like, like he he did that. It's like... Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to quit. It's season six. And I've never I've never heard that before. He's like, he's like if you don't Is give me good? a love interest with her for this final season and push it, I'm uh, I'm done. I'm not coming back. And they were like, you can't not come back. Like, you, Chicote, you're the first officer. We literally can't come back without you. And then he's like, I don't care what you pay me, but I want a love interest with her. And it was bad. And to this day, he's... That's yeah, wild. To this day, that's one of those things with that, like, you don't see him do conventions very much. Do, you don't do, see him do anything. Do you People think, boo him. It's bad. It's <laughs> I've, bad. I've never heard that. Yeah, it's really bad. It was a really crappy movie. I mean... It was a very slimy movie, too. Let's, let's, let's throw Jerry Ryan in the, the not gross... Uh, Jerry <laughs> category as well. So Jerry Ryan is one of those people who's like a mom, and like 
you know, like, really, really, like, a laid-back type of person, you know, like, she's been in a lot of other roles since then, and, like, that suit that she wore for Voyager, they had to, like, cut her out of that between scenes, she had multiple suits, and for her to wear that bustier type of thing, she'd just suck it in, they would, they would put it on, and, like, after the scenes, they literally had to cut her out sometimes, because she couldn't breathe. That's brutal. Because she could not breathe. That's that that show to me will ever you know as a father of two girls, that really made me dislike that yeah, show that's because of that. Because that's really sexist and shitty to do. Um, that's really sexist and really crappy. I think to do. Uh, Kate Mulgrew had like a huge problem with it too. Well, and it, she did well, have I, a problem. I, I remember reading that. What, yeah. what she said it felt like it changed the direction of the show. Well, she didn't have a problem with Jerry, and this is the funny thing, like. Kate has no, I, I, I meant the I meant the direction of the show. Oh no, no, but yeah. like people always thought she did, and she was. She came out and admitted that you know I was really bad to Jerry, but you know in retrospect, you know years later I realized it wasn't Jerry I was angry at, at all. I was more angry at what they were trying to push, you know, and it's unnecessary. They did not match the show for the time. It wasn't like they were putting a Vulcan in a cat suit like they did on Enterprise from day one, <laughs> you know, like you know it, it was. <laughs> you know, and that's true. Like she was wearing, a, they basically spray painted velour paint on this poor woman, you know, and that was Enterprise. You know, like it was T'Pol. You know, but you know, it was Jerry Ryan's character. It was in the Star Trek universe that did not make any sense because you did not see people dressed like that. You didn't see that type of sex symbol stuff going on. People were sex symbols in those shows without dressing like harlots. You know what I mean? Like they weren't like wearing super skin tight outfits. Didn't have to. They didn't have to because you know it was you'd watch. You know, some of you are like, wow, this is, you know, even Deanna Troy in the first couple of seasons, she wore skimpy stuff, but it was well, nice did, looking. Didn't she they wore make, gowns well, and stuff. Well, they yeah. made like a major change with her stuff from the, just the first episode. She was like in a, a skirt uniform, mm-hmm. and they scrapped that real quick after the first she episode. She also spoke to Riker telepathically in the first episode and never did it again for the rest of the series. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. Ever. Yeah. You know, even when they were in danger and she needed to tell him something, she never thought at him what she needed to do. She was always like, I can't Thinking tell him. at him. That's, no, yeah, that's no, awesome. Yeah, they, they never went back to the telepathic <laughs> Does that, does that work? <laughs> French fries. Bring me French fries. Please. I need chocolate. Yeah, I need chocolate. chocolate. Kevin, it was a pleasure having you on, sir. Well, thank you. I appreciate we, it. We had a lot of fun. It's really good. And uh, where else am I going to like talk about telepathic messages about chocolate and French oh, fries? Definitely, it's important to do. No, that's the most <laughs> important message. We will definitely have to have you back on at some point if you pay me again. Not, All right. not, oh damn! <laughs> you can pay me afterwards. You have to pay me on air. Okay. Slide it under the yeah, table. Slide it under the table, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to you again next time. Uh, make sure and visit us on Twitter and on Instagram. You know how to find us. If you don't, shame on you. At this point, after three years, you should be ashamed of yourself. How you dare you? How dare you? <laughs> no, it's uh, at Twitter. It's uh, at DFAM Podcast. On Instagram, it is DFAM Podcast Official. Because we had to do official because some weirdo out there took an account that said Somebody does DFAM Podcast. Yeah. Somebody had to do engineering. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> you know. So even even though the the at is different, the the name is still the same. So we have to put official in ours now. So the real Ghostbusters. It, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I still have Instagram. Still will not take that account down. He has not had any activity in two years, and they will not do anything about that account. That's terrible. That's crazy. I'll get that blue check, and I'm gonna crap all over that guy when I get that blue check mark. <laughs> I'm the real. I am the real. Don't feed after midnight. All right. All right, you guys, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.
What do you want, Mr. Quay? You said to me, what could you possibly see in me? Got a feeling that just won't go. There's a connection between us. Sixteen days.